Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Pacer Nation, what is going on? Welcome to the Saturday morning edition of Setting the Pace, a brand new episode that we're going to be releasing every Saturday just to get you guys up to date on everything going on in Pacer land. So obviously the month of January has not been good for the Indiana Pacers. They're one in six. That one win came against the Utah Jazz. Lance Stevenson had a career assist night with 14 assists. DeMontis Sabonis had a career night of 42 points. But with that being said, we're here to look at the previous week. This past week, the Pacers lost three games. They lost twice to the Boston Celtics and once to the Phoenix Suns. So a very tough game there. But we're going to jump right into it and look at our tweet of the week. And of course, this should be no surprise. This tweet comes from Pacers Center, longest centered Pacer, Miles Turner, number 33. He tweeted after the Pacers lost against the Boston Celtics. This ain't P and my oh my. Did it cause a bunch of conversation? all across social media, especially here in Indiana, because we don't have anything good to talk about basketball-wise, so let's talk about off-court drama. That's how we're doing things right now as we approach a trade deadline. But Miles Turner did address this with the media at practice on Thursday, so here's what Miles Turner had to say about this AP. Um, I just think that got blown way out of proportion for no reason. I think that it's very easy to you know, nitpick right now and find narratives and find stories. And the timing of that tweet wasn't the greatest on my part. But if I try to sit there and explain to you what this AP means, I'm gonna sound crazy. So basically, it was just, I'm just kind of talking about, you know, our situation and losing or whatnot. So uh, this is, you can say this ain't Pacers basketball, this ain't P, this is kicking P. Like, like I said, if I try to explain it, it's gonna sound like crazy. But all I personally meant by that was just not, not enjoying the losing aspect of this thing right now. You know, we lost a very close game to Boston, a very winnable game. and. You know, it was frustrating for me and uh, frustrating for my camp, man. I have a lot of people that care about me, a lot of people that care about winning, a lot of people that care about this team. So uh, that's pretty much all that was. So I would just hope we can just lay that to rest because I feel like people are trying to, oh, he wants out of here. Oh, he's, he's trying to get traded. This and that's none of that. <laughs> all right. So everybody is playing detective on Twitter, trying to figure out what this means. And here Miles Turner said it's really hard to explain and, all in all, basically, he said it with a smirk on his face about how he wants to be in Indiana forever and this, that, and that. So, honestly, it, it's it's very hard to figure out what Miles Turner is doing. I don't want to straight up call him a liar, but it sure does not feel like he is telling us the truth. Obviously, you can see he's frustrated. I don't blame him. Not hardly playing at all in that fourth quarter against the Celtics in a very close game would be frustrating. But like I said previously on another episode, that lineup that was in there deserved to be playing. So, you know what, Miles Turner, your days are probably numbered here with the Pacers. We'll see what happens. But it, it has been reported all over the place that he is one of the most likeliest Pacers to be moved. And over the last six games, Miles Turner is a minus 72 for the Pacers. So clearly just some stuff going on here. I don't think he's super happy with everything, and I don't blame him. But the biggest thing that stood out to me in that little interview that he did there, tried to explain this AP as he said, me and my camp. And, and so – 
there's just some weird stuff going on there. We'll have to monitor that closely. Obviously, we know a team, uh, a person from his team put an Instagram story out, tagging Paul George, asking to get out. We've talked about all this, but just just brought up a lot of conversation, a lot of people talking about it. So this ain't P, obviously, the tweet of the week. But let's get into something a little bit more positive. We're going to move into our quote of the week. And I think this was the best thing I heard all week in, in regards to quote worthy. And that was Lance Stevenson on the Jim Rome show. Lance Stevenson was asked about the Indiana Pacers fan base and why it is so important for him and Indiana to have this connection and, and what's so special about it. So this is what Lance Stevenson said to Jim Rome. Their fans is really unique. It's really special. For instance, when you came back as a Laker, the Pacers crowd was chanting born ready. How would you describe that connection that you have with the Pacer fans? Uh, it's like uh, it's like family. Um, you know, they 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 see me grow here. Uh, they watch me become the player that I am now, and uh, they just love that that hard, uh, aggressive basketball, that passion, that that willing to do anything to win. And uh, I felt like we connected in that way because you know, Indiana is all about grinding, being the underdogs, and and pushing and doing the dirty work to win games and. They just we just fell in love with each other throughout the years. Just that passionate of basketball. It's hard not to love Lance Stevenson, and I'm sure all of us are sitting here just playing that air electric guitar, thinking about man, I want to see Lance make him dance when he's back in the field house the next time. But good news is Lance Stevenson is signed to a 10-day contract with all the players out of health and safety protocols. Lance could have been waived, but the Pacers decided that hey, we're going to give him a 10-day contract. And, and quite frankly, he will be signed more than likely for the rest of the season. It's just a matter of, hey, trade season is 27 days away. They're just trying to slowly approach this and, and do it the right way. So if they do a two-for-one trade, figure out what roster moves they want to make before putting him on the full-time roster. But he is now part of the 15-man roster since he signed this 10-day contract. So Lance Stevenson should be here for the rest of the season. That's what everybody is expecting, but we'll have to monitor that closely. But still, good to see Lance back in a Pacers uniform. We're going to come right back, and we're going to jump right into Michael Focci's Player of the Week and Rookie Report, as he does every week. It's time for your Setting the Pace Player of the Week, brought to you by Smoke and Barrel Barbecue. They put their heart and soul into the food and I'd love to eat there every day if I could. Open Thursday through Saturday at 11. Located at Camp Sertoma. Smoking Barrel Barbecue, baby. All good in this head. Smoking Barrel Barbecue. It's smoking good. Brogdon for three. Got it! Smoking Brogdon! And Harris LaVert has an eight-point second quarter. Miles, go Miles. To tie it. He does! Tied at 106. Warren lays it in. And the foul. Here's another three towards Put it on the young man. All right, everybody, we are back. And for this week's Setting the Pace Player of the Week, we will be digesting games from January 8th to the 12th. And for the Setting the Pace Player of the Week, it goes to none other than DeMontis Sabonis, who on the week averaged 23.3 points to go along with 11.3 rebounds. 6.3 assists, and he did it on 62% shooting, as well as 50% shooting from three. And just three of six, but we're never going to complain about 
50% shooting from three. His best performance was a career-high 42 points on 18 of 22 shooting in a win over the Jazz. Honestly, at this point, it's the only win I can remember for the Pacers in quite some time. Uh, this also included going three for four from three. So, great performance by Sabonis. For the rest of the players, it had been uh, pretty much a wishy-washy performance from the team. Lance Stevenson won the Setting the Pace Player of the Week award last week. Um, so for for this week, it was a bit tougher, but Sabonis did uh, exceed his averages on the season. So uh, that was good enough to get him the award in what was a, a pretty rough stretch of Pacer basketball. We'll be right back with the Rookie Report, so stay tuned. The Rookie Report, brought to you by Pizza King. Located at 135 and Fairview Road. Call us at 317-882-0340 to place your order today. Pizza King, a proud sponsor of Setting the Pace. The Rookie Report. Duarte inside scores his first NBA point. Now Duarte, his three is perfect. Duarte, he knows where the clock is, lets it fly and hits again. Beat him up. Duarte, step back three, and hits his third. That's a tough three, too. Now Duarte, another three. Here's a long three. Duarte, got it! Tucker thought he had a lightweight. All right, we are back. And for this week's Setting the Pace Rookie Report, we are highlighting four rookies from the Indiana Pacers. And the first one is Chris Duarte. Duarte only played one game over the past week as he was coming back from COVID protocols, um, as well as just uh, delivered um, his first daughter. So congratulations on uh, his second child over there. Duarte scored nine points on two of six shooting and collected three rebounds in a win over the Jazz. Um, we we'll very much look forward to getting Duarte back on the court as, you know, his conditioning improves, as well as he got to spend some time with his family, which we can all appreciate. Then, moving over, Isaiah Jackson, another guy who recently came out of COVID protocols. Fortunately, Isaiah just played in one game over the past week. It was against the Boston Celtics, uh, playing the last five minutes of a blowout. I wish we could have played him a bit earlier and more. Isaiah had three points and one block in the game. He made his only field goal attempt and went to the free throw line. So it's always great to see Isaiah on the court as well as Chris Duarte. Moving over to our other two rookies, we have Kiefer Sykes. Kiefer averaged 6.6 points to go along with 2.3 assists and 2.3 rebounds on the week. He did this on 42% shooting. However, he was just two of 10 from three. He unfortunately barely received playing time upon Malcolm Brogdon's return, which I believe he played about the last five minutes of the game against the Celtics. So that was a bummer to see because I really hope there's not a short leash on Kiefer now that Malcolm's back. However, we don't know the status of Malcolm Brogdon moving forward. I know he practiced recently, but we'll see how the Pacers monitor that situation. Another rookie, another undrafted rookie who received some playing time was Dwayne Washington Jr. Dwayne averaged 9.6 points to go along with 3.3 assists and two rebounds on the week. He did it on 34% shooting. However, it was 38% shooting from three. Now, Dwayne saw his minutes shrink each of the last four games, as well as his field goal attempts shrunk each of the last six games, 
The one thing that was a little bit encouraging was Dwayne still managed to play at least 14 minutes uh, with the return of Brogdon and Lavert, which was nearly triple the amount of minutes that Keeper Sykes received. Now, Dwayne's role with the Pacers moving forward, we will continue to monitor as Lavert is healthy now. Brogdon will wait and see. But um, it was still an encouraging sign to see him log double-digit minutes. You know, Dwayne Washington and Kiefer Sykes just the previous week or even just a few days ago were starters for the Pacers. So it would be very interesting to see them go from starters to not playing. However, that is this week's Setting the Pace Rookie Report. Stay tuned for next week as we will continue to have this report and the update on the Indiana Pacers rookies. An awesome job there by Mike Focci. He always brings it. Um, but we want to get into this week upcoming. The Pacers are going to be on a road trip. And this week they'll be playing four games on the road before they finish up that road trip next week on Monday. But we're just going to look at these four games. So the first game that they have is at a weird time, ladies and gentlemen. 3.30 in the afternoon on Bally Sports Network. The Pacers are in Los Angeles to face the Clippers. Yes, the Clippers, Paul George is not expected to play. The Clippers are just one game below 500. They're 21 and 22, so it's not been great for them. But the Pacers are 56 and 36 all time against the Clippers. The last time Indiana beat the Clippers, however, was on February 7th, 2019. They won 116 to 92 behind Bojan Bogdanovic's 29 point game. The Clippers, unfortunately, have a zero players. Yes, zero players on their current roster from the last time the Pacers beat them. So that is an interesting fact, but let's move on to the Lakers. The Lakers are not very much better either. They're 21 and 21, and they had a great showcase against the Indiana Pacers. LeBron James hit some big-time shots in overtime. Chris Duarte did not get fa- uh, did not get the foul call on the three that he made to tie the game. That was a super fun game right before Thanksgiving. The Pacers lost that one in overtime. But let's look at the head-to-head statistics. The Pacers are just 32 and 63 all-time against the Lakers, obviously. Championship-level team right there. But the last win against the uh, the Lakers, do you guys remember when that came from? That came from T.J. Warren in the bubble. He dropped 39 points, hit dagger after dagger over LeBron James and Anthony Davis. The final score was 116-111. to 111. The Lakers went on to win the championship that year. So that was pretty fun. That game will be at 10.30 in Los Angeles, I believe. Yes, yes, it's at 10.30 in Los Angeles Wednesday night. Then the Pacers have a back-to-back here. They're going to travel to Golden State and take on the 31-11 and 11 Warriors. And I'm sure you guys remember the epic game that they played against Golden State. Steph Curry almost tied or broke the record. I can't remember, but he was very close. He broke it the next day in Madison Square Garden with Reggie Miller in attendance. But, you know, the Warriors, we only lost 102-100. to 100, So it was a really fun game. The Pacers, last time they beat them, last season, shockingly enough, Victor Oladipo was reportedly dealt to the Houston Rockets in a three-team deal that landed to the Pacers' Karis LeVert. Edmund Sumner played great defense on Steph Curry. Miles Turner had a huge game, 22 points, 12 rebounds, and six blocks. Indiana won that game 104 to 95. The Pacers are 49 and 46 all time against the Golden State Warriors. And then to wrap up this week, the Pacers get a rematch against the Phoenix Suns. Obviously, this last game at home, it was a close one for a little while. And then the fourth quarter, the Pacers just collapsed completely. So Pacers are 43 and 51 all time against the Phoenix Suns. The last time they defeated the Suns was last season when Karis LeVert returned on March 13th. Sabonis had a triple-double. 
McDermott scored 22 points off the bench, and Malcolm Brogdon led the team in scoring with 25 points. And speaking of Malcolm Brogdon, he did not play in the Phoenix Suns game as he is still dealing with an Achilles injury. I read about this on 8 points, 9 seconds. I really believe it would be best for Brogdon to at least shut it down until the All-Star break. Let himself heal up. That way the Pacers can let some other guys get some time and, and grow and see what you have in like Kiefer Sykes, Dwayne Washington Jr. Just, just figure this out a little bit differently while Brogdon, who is going to be here through the remainder of the season, uh, give some of these other guys some time to shine. But also Jeremy Lamb, he did not play in last night's game with a sore knee. So he was a late scratch. He was expected to play and did not. So we'll have to monitor that as well as we go into the road trip. TJ Warren not expected to back. Neither is TJ McConnell. So those guys are both on the injury list, but hopefully nobody else is, and uh, we'll get right to it. But let's take a quick break. When we come back, we will talk about the best moment of the week. All right, everybody, as we wrap up this podcast, thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, make sure you give us a five-star rating and review. But wanted to end things here on a positive note because this has been a tough, 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 tough season for the Pacers. 15 and 28, absolutely disgusting, but hey, they're in the, the mix for a top pick in the NBA draft, so that is always exciting as well. But if you guys were unaware, I'm sure most of you guys are aware, but Chris Duarte and his girlfriend, Sylvia, they just had a baby, and it's super exciting for him. And they had a dog. Her name is Sophie, and it's going to be such a different experience here here for Chris Duarte as they just uh, have their son together, Chris Jr. So I will let you all know that... Uh, James Boyd of the Indy Star asked Chris Duarte about his daughter, and uh, this is what Chris had to say. So her name is Sophie. Uh, S-O-F-I. Uh, Sophie uh, Tore Velasquez, you know, Tore is my first, uh, first last name. So that's what, you know, that's what you got. So, you know, holding her for the first time was pretty good, you know, it's amazing. <laughs> uh, having a girl now is different, you know. Uh, you, you know, you be a little bit more careful with the girl. Uh, my boy, I just throw him you know, <laughs> and he'll be fine. <laughs> so, you know, it, it is amazing, man. I think guy everything went well. Amazing stuff there from Chris Duarte. Funny guy. We really enjoy having him on this team. And the rookie bringing in child number two is so exciting for him. We're happy for him and his girlfriend, Sylvia Velasquez. We hope that they have a blessed year and, and, and enjoy all these fun moments with Sophie and their son, Chris Jr. But with that being said, everybody, hope you guys enjoyed today's Saturday's episode. We're going to do this every week just to get you guys caught up to date on what's been going on in Pacer Land. So hope you all have a great weekend, and we will talk to you on Monday with the mailbag. Peace out, Pacer Nation. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.